Fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes the move to the 30. He's gone. He's gone. What a move. It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros. He goes to the near side, and it's picked off. Intercepted. From the fantasy heroes. Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the fantasy fix. Today, we're pleased to be joined by our friend Nick Mezio from rotoworld.com. Nick, what's the fantasy outlook on Cam Newton? Three interceptions Sunday in the loss to New Orleans. Even though he's matching up against the Patriots' shaky defense, would you hang with Cam or maybe you're dropping him? Nah, I mean, I got to look elsewhere this week. Last week at home against the Saints was just the primo spot, and he, and he let us down, like you said, three interceptions, one rushing touchdown, saved us a little bit, but didn't throw a touchdown, and I think it's pretty safe to drop Cam Newton in 12-team leagues and only start one quarterback. Uh, he just very clearly does not look right as a passer, has been wildly inaccurate, missing touchdowns. And on top of that, isn't running the ball. I mean, he averaged over eight carries a game in his MVP season back in 2015, but it's down to 4.6 this year, and that just lowers his floor even more. Nick, is T.Y. Hilton finally back now that he seems to have it figured out with Jacoby Brissett at the QB position? Yeah, I mean, obviously Brissett gives more, opens things up more in the run game. He can, he's a threat to actually run, run the ball. I think he scored, what, one or two rushing touchdowns last weekend. But Scott Solzine didn't do that at all. He didn't offer that. So the other defenders are going to have to watch Brissett in the backfield. So that gives Hilton a little more room to run. And he just dominates at home. He has his whole career, Hilton has, and... I think at this point you're obviously just riding it out, waiting until Luck gets back, but I think Hilton's definitely in that wide receiver 3-4 mix now, but it's a tough trip to Seattle this weekend for sure. Fantasy Fix provided by Nick Menzio from rotoworld.com. Nick, so much hype surrounding the Oakland Raiders. They did not show up on the road in Washington, so do you have some question marks now about Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree moving forward? I mean, I don't put a whole lot of stock into their one bad game last week, especially with Carr, but, but Cooper has been battling a really bad case of the drops with six of them already. I mean, no other receiver has more than three. And I think he dropped a couple balls in the end zone back in week one. He still scored a touchdown that game, but it's been uh, goose eggs the past couple of weeks. But the matchup this week against Denver is really tough. But at the end of the day, I mean, once the season's over, I mean, I, I expect these guys to be near the top of the, their respective positions at, in the fantasy finish line. I know coming off of a bye week, you have a tendency, especially injuries and all those things that come into play. Guys are much fresh. Guys are much fresher. But do you downgrade them or upgrade them uh, when coming off of a bye, or not change their value at all? Yeah, I really don't take bye weeks into consideration very much at all. I, I'll downgrade players more for things like cross cross country travel or short weeks coming home after a road Monday night game, like for example Dallas this week. I, I'll, I'll downgrade them a little bit, but. Bye weeks I don't really take into consideration too much, especially this early in the year. How about the London impact? Now, Joe Flacco's been dealing with the back injury, but go back to what he failed to do against Jacksonville. 28 passing yards on Sunday, two interceptions. Is that something that you're going to put into your analysis of players playing for the Saints and Dolphins this Sunday at Wembley Stadium in the U.K.? Yeah, I think that was more of a health thing for Flacco. Like you said, he, he's just not right after that back injury. I mean, the Ravens don't have anywhere else to turn. Ryan Mallett was just dreadful in the preseason. They can't go to him. Flacco even at 50% is better than Ryan Mallett. So, I mean, I like the game in London this week. I think games over there tend to be a little more high scoring. Uh, not so much for the Ravens last weekend, we should say, but the Jaguars put a ton of points on the board, and I think these offenses have a chance to really light it up this weekend. 
the Cincinnati Bengals, Andy Dalton and A.J. Green, it's, it's been really tough so far. But A.J. Green had his first 100-yard game and his first TD of the season. Is he a guy you think uh, will really get going or still tough to gauge and considering uh, Andy Dalton's been struggling? No, I love Green going forward. I mean, his bounce back game last week was one of the most predictable big games ever. He called out the old OC, Ken Zampezi, and demanded the ball more. After that loss to the Texans, Zampezi immediately fired, and new new play caller Bill Lazor ushered in that game plan that just got the ball out of Dalton's hands quick, got it in the hands of guys like Green and Joe Mixon. I think that's going to be the game plan going forward. I just I love Green all the, uh, the rest of the way. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber. Fantasy Fix with Nick Menzio from rotoworld.com. Nick, you probably saw the comments from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid saying he's not concerned about the notion of a rookie wall when it comes to Kareem Hunt. Off to the best start of any first-year running back since Billy Sims made the move from Oklahoma to Detroit. From a fantasy point of view, what do you make of the rookie wall? I mean, Hunt Hunt looks like the real deal. He's averaging over like eight yards a touch or something like that. He's just breaking a bunch of long plays, long touchdowns. And like you said, I mean, I don't see a rookie wall coming up in the fantasy playoffs either. He gets the Jets on the road uh, the first week of the fantasy playoffs and then gets three straight home games for the rest of the fantasy playoffs. So I think Hunt is just a premier fantasy asset right now. Nick, after after another week of significant injuries, uh who do you think is the top waiver wire pickup at running back and at wide receiver in most leagues? Yeah, I know Darren Sproles went down with that broken arm and torn ACL, but I'm not really buying into any of these Eagles running backs. I still think it's going to be just something that gets sorted out weekly. I'm not too big on Wendell Smallwood, but one running back I do like is Deontay Foreman for the Texans. He's really starting to eat into Lamar Miller's workload. He's seen double-digit touches the past two weeks, and he's a big talent from Texas. And that receiver, I like Kenny Stills this week in that London game like we were talking about. Revenge game against the Saints. Uh, Jay Culler's going to take a ton of deep shots. That Saints defense just isn't very good. So I like Kenny Stills as a guy to pick up just for this week. Talking fantasy football with Nick Menzio from rotoworld.com. Nick, last one for me. A lot of fantasy owners hang on to hope on Monday Night Football. They get beat up on Sunday. They go, okay, at least I have player X maybe to win my matchup. How are you viewing Chris Carson among all running backs based on what's going on around him? Thomas Rawls banged up, and we just found out from Pete Carroll, looks like no C.J. Procise coming up on Monday when Seattle matches up with Indy. Oh, I mean, this is a glorious spot for Carson, especially with Procise hurt now. Uh, you don't like to see guys get hurt, obviously, but that should just put more, more, more on Carson's plate this week. The Seahawks are two touchdown favorites, so... They get a huge lead in the second half. They're just going to be running the rock with Carson, which just more volume. He's just a great bet for a touchdown this week. An RB1 on the week. I'll be starting him everywhere I have him. Mick, we appreciate the information. Thanks for joining us on the NFL on TuneIn. You guys have a good one. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.